Turnover in front, and Mantha feeding it to Kuznetsov, and Morazic diving. A shot! They score! And it's Alex Ovechkin! And it's 800 goals in the National Hockey League! The bench empties! Alex Ovechkin is the third player in National Hockey League history to score 800 goals! He does it here in Chicago, Illinois, on the 13th of December, 2022. History here at the Madhouse on Madison. Alex Ovechkin, Gordy Howe, and Wayne Gretzky are now the only three skaters ever in National Hockey League history to score 800 goals. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Ovechkin was three goals shy of 800 and got a hat trick yeah. to get to 800, which is pretty incredible. So as you heard there on the call, one of three men that have scored 800 goals in the NHL. Uh, so there's Alex Ovechkin. Kid from Ovechkin. the Knights, only 799. <laughs> only 799. Is the old Yes, Moran. <laughs> He'll get there one day. Yeah, he got the he got the puck last night. They saved it for him. Um, by the way, uh, important update. It's Danny's birthday. Daniel, happy birthday, kid. Twenty two? No, thirty two. Oh, youngin'. Come on. I don't feel it. No, well, you're building a lot of stuff at home. That's why. You're putting in <laughs> you're putting in microwaves, you're building furniture from IKEA. My goodness. Yeah. The the best part about doing the morning show here in people's birthdays is I had no idea it was Danny's birthday, but so you uh, get the email. we get an email when it's somebody's birthday and it goes out like eight o'clock or whatever, whenever they get in to send the email. So I did not know it was Danny's birthday until eight o'clock today and it's Danny's birthday. Nobody yeah. did. Uh, I, I did get a text from Jared though. And he's like, Hey, sorry for ruining your birthday and making you work. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you didn't ruin it. I was going to be here regardless. Cause if I'm not on this show, I'm doing a different show in the morning. Uh, what are you doing for your birthday? Uh, nothing today. Cause I have to, um, after I'm done working at Lotus, I go do the, uh, the coaches show for UNLV and then it's just going to be a quiet night at home. And then tomorrow, I'm not really celebrating, but I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings for Thursday night football and doing some. Will there be a cake involved tonight? Uh, My stepdaughter made a um, tiramisu tres leches cake last night, and it is amazing. Really? Okay, hold on. Important question. When you say your stepdaughter made, yes, like she made it, or like no, she she made it. Like she's big into baking. Every every Christmas, she'll go with my mom and. They have a day where they literally, I drop her off at 7.30 in the morning. She gets dropped off at 7 o'clock at night, and they're just baking the entire day. They're baking like... Does she bring oh, stuff home for you? Oh, yeah. She'll bake, they'll bake like 100 cookies, Look all different you. kinds. So then she just comes home, and she'll just bake cakes or cookies or pies or whatever she wants wow. to make. The best her. advertising for having a kid I've ever heard. How old is she? She is 10 and a half. Ten and a half, and she's making you cakes by herself? Yep. I told her. I was like, hey, don't get me anything for my birthday. I just want a cake. And she made it last night, and it was delicious. Good for her. Yeah, that is Ten years old. Yeah. Uh, All right, so you're doing the coaches show tonight. Does Kevin Kruger know it's your birthday? No, I don't really talk about my birthday because I don't really celebrate it. You're very happy. There's an email sent out to all your coworkers (laughs) here that it's your birthday. It's right. How many people actually read those? 
The birthday ones? I think everybody reads the birthday ones. Oh. Mainly to be like, who's that? I've never seen that name before in my life. Yeah, see, and it's I, great because it comes in as Daniel and nobody here knows me by I, that name. So I bet there are multiple people in the building today who got the email and said, I do not know who Daniel Smith is. Oh, I guarantee you. <laughs> and I guarantee you they said the name wrong. Just like that. It's not Smith? No. It's Smythe? Smythe? Yes. Boy, we're learning two things about this kid today. It's his birthday. Yeah, and I've worked with you guys last... for a year and a half, and you don't know my last name. I don't think Ed knew your last name, how, even how to spell it, until three weeks ago. I did not, because yeah. because uh, in my phone, it says Danny hyphen ESPN kid. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. That's smart, though. Because do you know how many numbers I have in my phone? They're like, if I scroll through my contacts and I see first and last name, and I'm like, I do not know who that is. Yeah. And it's probably somebody I worked with in the past. I usually put a description. So like with my writing job, I talk to coaches and players from many different schools. I put in their description if they're a player or a coach and what school they're from. Yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot. I have a lot of descriptions. Mm Mm-hmm. We're here, so we're here in the morning. There are two studios next to us, both yes. music studios, um, the Point and Comp. There's two people on each of these morning shows. Correct. Of those four, how many know your name? I'm going 0 for 2 over here. Uh, I would say three out of you the think, four. All right. Oh, okay. really? 100%. Um, these two? 100% Greg and 100% um, Steph. Steph. Because I did a lot of remotes with Steph. Okay. And Greg, I talk to all the time. Okay. I'm pretty sure. um, You don't even know his name. I was going to help you out, but you're blanking on it. I'm forgetting his name. Huff. Uh, Huff, Yeah. Dennis. He, he might know my name, but I, I know for sure that uh, Steph's co-host doesn't because I've only talked to him once. Do you know his name? Um. Yes, I don't know it off the top of my Chris uh Chris, Chris. Fox. Yes. Chris. Yes. Yes. Uh I am betting Huff does not know your name, but he knows who you are. Well, yeah, we say hi to each other every morning and I've done a couple remotes with him. But I'm betting he doesn't know your name. Like if if right know. now they were doing the same segment, he would have blanked just like you blanked on I, his name. I think he might know my name because when they were over in the other building while they were getting their studio redone, uh, they would bring me into the studio probably once or twice a week to do like skits oh, and stuff with look at them. you. All right. Yeah. All right. You do a lot more around here than I thought, apparently. I do. Look I'm at... running a JT show today. All right. JR wants to know, he says, when I get there tomorrow, I want to know how you people have me in your phone. I, I, don't I mean, have I, his I number, have JR so not Stark is only because I don't know any other JRs. Me too. I'm going to add extreme mixologist behind yes, exactly. JR Stark. Booze guy. So I remember. <laughs> I'm going to just now. say booze guy. So, and that's the other weird thing about our show and the birthday emails. Nobody that's on this show wants anybody else to know when their birthday is. No, now, I, I no. also, I'm not a big celebrator of my birthday. I'd like to know either of your birthdays, but I don't have the email. <laughs> oh, that's right. You can't even get into the <laughs> oh, email. No. So I never know when it's anyone's <laughs> birthday, which I feel bad about because I'd like to wish all you people happy birthday, but I can't get into my email. So I have no clue whose birthday it is. Today I, is Danny's birthday. Today, you, today people got to keep me up to date on this stuff. I have no idea when anyone's birthday is yeah. because I've, I don't get into the emails. I'm pretty sure I am the only person on this show that is like, this is my birthday, and I will celebrate my birthday. Yeah, I will take my birthday off. 
What's, just about every year. Oh, you say it out loud. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the middle of June, June 22nd. I will take my birthday off. There's also never anything well, going I was gonna on sports There's a lot going on. Thanks for leaving us with that day. It's right. like uh, June 22nd. Like, let's do the rundown. Well, right. it's Tyler's birthday. See, I used to take my birthday off, and I would just give a reason of, oh, I got to I gotta do personal things. Yeah, but whatever. now I'm just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, you got the day. You got time to take off. Take it off. Yeah, like this year. I mean, my cousin was getting married, but we went to Mexico over my birthday. Uh, next year, I haven't actually booked it, but the Astros play at the Dodgers over my birthday. Oh, do they? So I will not. I think it's a, it might be a Saturday, but I will not be here. Right. So that's where I'll be. Be fun. What's the biggest thing you've done for your birthday? Like, I know you said you were in Mexico over your birthday this year, but what is the biggest thing you've done for your birthday? Actually on my birthday? Yeah. That's a good question. It might be going to Mexico. Did we take any other trips because of my, I don't think I've taken a trip because of my birthday. Like, a, like a, six years ago, my girlfriend bought us tickets to go see the Astros play the Diamondbacks, but it wasn't on my birthday. It was like a month later. But but that's probably the biggest thing that I've done. I can't remember anything else that we did. Normally, I just take it off and avoid you people. I know that there's no way my kids know my birthday, and my wife has to remind them. Why do I know this? Because the happy birthday texts come in one after the other within two seconds. Oh, yeah. So she's probably texting them. You know it's your dad's birthday, right? And they probably text at the same time. I'm like, okay, you people didn't have any idea it was oh, my it's birthday. Oh, so great. Why don't you span these out and just like talk amongst yourselves and say, okay, I'll text the guy now. You wait an hour and you text him in. Although they just text like back to back. I'm like, all right, not, neither of you knew it was my birthday. Okay, I have I have two things off of that. First off, uh, I know my dad's birthday is one of two days <laughs> because back to back, one of our dogs growing up, the dog's birthday was one of those two days too. And I always forget which one is actually my dad's birthday and which one was the was dog's, the dog's birthday. birthday. Always forget. But also, uh, I am in a family group chat with my girlfriend and her siblings and her parents and everything. And they have, uh, her dad's side has a pretty big family with aunts, uncles, and cousins and everything. So, like, it uh, feels like every couple of weeks. It's a birthday. We get a text message saying, it's so-and-so's birthday. Please text her. And I guarantee they get the same thing that you get. Just yes. four in a row. Four in a row. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy right. birthday. Oh, yeah. That's that's like <laughs> ours, too, because my, my mom is one of eight. And of the eight, I think six have kids. So there's probably a birthday at least every six weeks in my family. I mean, just this week alone, there's two. And then next week, there's one. Do your kids know their sibling's birthday? It'd be 50-50. There's only two. <laughs> they probably know around the time of year. They don't even, do they know the month? They probably know the month. That's a tough one. They're on the, they're, they're they're opposite ends, man. They're two totally different kids, so I'm not sure. That yeah, they, but so are me and my brother. And I was going to say, I have no idea. Are you an only? You're not an only child. No, I have a I have a brother, a half brother, a half sister, and a stepsister. Oh, do you know all their birthdays? I know my brothers. Oh, so no. Okay. So no. Yeah. Which one? How many did you grow up with? Just my brother. Okay. Oh, that's, that's okay. a good answer. That's a good answer. Because I've got three siblings. Grew up with all of them. Do you know all their birthdays? Of course. You do? Yeah. Know my mom's birthday. I know my dad's one of two days. Oh, I knew my mom and dad's. I knew my mom and dad's. I know my wife's. I had to Good fill job. that out yesterday on some forms. Boy, glad I didn't have to ask her yesterday what okay. her birthday was. No, no. Here's, here's a real question. Here's a real question. Do you know her phone number? Have it memorized. 
Ooh, six six eight eight. You don't have to give it to us. I'm just saying. But I can't give you the first three numbers. Oh, so you know half of it. No, basically. I know. No, I know now. I know. Okay, now. I just remembered it. Daddy. Yes, you do. Okay. Oh, I got I got crap for like the first three years of our relationship because I didn't remember it, and then somehow it just stuck in my head over the last two years. Yeah. So, growing up, I had committed to memory our home phone number, which was we, a landline. We had a home phone. Yeah. Uh, when my parents got cell phones, committed to memory their two cell phone numbers, and one of my like middle school best friends' landline home phone because I'd have to call it and be like, "Hey, can so and so Jimmy come out and play?" Right. Um, once I got a cell phone, couldn't tell you anybody else's number until recently. I do have my fiance's number uh, memorized now. It happened probably this year. Do you get? Largely because I have to type it into the grocery store to get our to get your to get uh, our discount. discount. Exactly. <laughs> you, exactly. That's why I know That's my wife. You know it. That's why I know my wife. Do you have random phone numbers that you can memorize that have nothing to do with anybody that you know? Because, like, for me, like the station number, I got that one. Well, besides to that, because, like, for me, growing up in the D.C. area in Northern Virginia, I have still to this day, I haven't lived. Outside of nine months back in 2016, I haven't lived in Virginia since 2007. I still have the Rock Station's phone number memorized. <laughs> How many times were you well, calling well, it? Were you I wasn't to, calling it, but we always listened to, to the radio. Or something? No, we always listened to the radio. Oh, so they said the number. Yeah, all the time. Do you remember your landline? No, I don't. I did. Yeah. I remember yeah. my aunt's landline because she she lived like the next. But you don't remember yours? No, no. That's interesting. Yeah, you never call your own landline. But I, I also moved have. around a lot, so different landlines. Oh, well, we kept the same one. I don't think we did. We had the same phone I number. I should probably know the houses. kids, huh? No. What, no, their cell phone know. numbers? No. Yeah. No. I have my, I'm going to forget my whole family's because I have them programmed into my truck, so I just press the button. <laughs> You're not even on the phone. You're just a yeah. button on the, oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't even have to look for it. I just set them up as a favorite and just tap their, <laughs> tap their ID. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers' claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss in woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, let's see how far you're street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized clod of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bischoff's Briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. Coming up in about 20 minutes, tickets to go see Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert at 11 o'clock today. I will be out at Parkway Tavern at the District, thanks to Finley Toyota in the Valley Auto Mall, watching the World Cup semifinal between France and Morocco. So if you want to come watch that, come out to Parkway Tavern in the District. I will be there. All right. Are you ready for the hottest take I have on UNLV basketball this year? I saw it on the rundown, but it is a pretty hot take. Keyshawn Gilbert is better than Bryce Hamilton. Hot take. 
Uh, he had 25 against Washington State, 10 of 15 shooting, had five rebounds, three assists, and three steals. Uh, if you throw out the game against Life Pacific, the non-Division One team that they played, Gilbert shooting 56% from three against Division One opponents this year, which is an absurd number. That is obviously going to come down, uh, but I will say he doesn't take a lot of bad shots. There's not a lot of forcing from Keyshawn Gilbert. So it's not, he's not going to shoot 56%, but there's a good chance he's shooting over 40% at the end of the year from three simply because he's not forcing a whole lot. Now, for the season, Gilbert's offensive rating, which is just a individual efficiency measurement, he's at 118. Bryce Hamilton's best season was 106. Now, Bryce Hamilton took a lot more shots and volume tends to bring down your efficiency. That's sure. pretty standard across basketball. Um, so that efficiency measurement, while Gilbert is more efficient, if he was taking as many shots as Hamilton was, he would certainly have his efficiency. 54%. Right. Drop pretty significantly. Now, Keyshawn Gilbert should be taking more shots. Like, I, absolutely, I'm on board with Keyshawn Gilbert. Like, he took 15 in a game where he scored 25. He should be taking 15 in every game. So I think he should be shooting a lot more. I will give you one caveat to all of Gilbert's offensive stats, and if you want to compare him to Bryce Hamilton and all that, UNLV's schedule hasn't been very good so far, right? Gilbert's been lighting up a relatively soft non-conference schedule. We'll see how he does against conference play. Can he continue to be this efficient? Can he continue to be this good in 18 Mountain West games? Because that's where Hamilton really shined. Was Bryce Hamilton for three years was excellent in Mountain West games, right? And can Gilbert continue to do this? We'll see. But here's the real key. Hamilton's a better offensive player. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Even if Gilbert ends up being more efficient, Hamilton could create a shot when the offense was broken. Offense hasn't been broken very much this year for UNLV. But here's the real key. If you're picking between the two of them, if you only have one in your lineup, only one of these players gives you the opportunity to have a high-end defense. Right. And that's Keyshawn Much Gilbert. better defensively. Bryce Hamilton was a scorer. He was yeah. not great defensively. Bryce Hamilton hindered this team on the defensive yes. end. Hamilton could have come back for this season, right? He had another year of eligibility. He turned pro. So Hamilton could have come back. If Bryce Hamilton had come back, this defense would not be as good no. as it is. This defense would be still probably good because they've got a lot of good players on this team and just Bryce Hamilton out there isn't going to completely tank the defense. But this defense would not be what it is right now. Keyshawn Gilbert is terrific on the defensive end of the floor. He was great last year, but this year he's doing it without fouling. The big problem for Gilbert last year was he would foul a lot, right? He'd come in, he'd play his nine minutes or whatever it was, but he'd commit like three fouls in those nine minutes. He'd also get three steals, but he'd commit like three fouls. This year, Keyshawn Gilbert's not committing like any fouls at all, which is unbelievable. But because they have Keyshawn Gilbert, this team can be excellent defensively because what they've been able to do Eli Parquet's hurt right now, so we'll see. But Parquet has been the primary like on-ball defender. And then you have Keyshawn Gilbert and EJ Harkless, who are both terrific defenders in their own right. Right? Keyshawn Gilbert played that role last year of Parquet where we're going to harass the ball handler, and he'll probably do it if Parquet's going to miss some time. But if Bryce Hamilton was there, your defense doesn't look nearly the same. And that's the main reason why I think he's better than Bryce Hamilton. If I were building a college basketball team, I'm taking Keyshawn Gilbert over Bryce Hamilton because Gilbert gives me something offensively. He does. He's not, he's a good offensive player and he gives me a 
bunch on the defensive end, whereas Hamilton, phenomenal on the offensive end, he's a net negative on the defensive end. And that's why I think Keyshawn Gilbert is better than Bryce Hamilton. That's why if I was building a team, I'm taking Keyshawn Gilbert over Bryce Hamilton every single time. I mean, you don't have to convince me because I remember what kind of defender Bryce was. No, you know, no offense to him, but he wasn't a good defensive player yeah. at all. He was Olay most of the time, right. and it was just not it was not good. So, like I said, I I think you're spot on there in terms of if you're building a team, who you take first. Yeah, and Keyshawn Gilbert. And he, here's the real surprising part: what Keyshawn Gilbert has done on the offensive end is like what I would have told you before the season was his ceiling. Like when we came into this year, it was who's going to score for this team? Well, EJ Harkless averaged 10 a game at Oklahoma, but he wasn't very efficient doing so. Is he going to be the leading scorer? And Harkless has been fine. He's still not super efficient, but Harkless has been fine. But it was like, you know, Keyshawn Gilbert's looked really good in practice. What can he be? And like the absolute ceiling was, well, if he hits his peak, 15, 16 points a game, averaging four or five assists, shooting it well. And he's doing that right now. Yeah. Like, this was the top, top option for what Gilbert was going to be. And he's been incredible. And I will say, one slight bit of criticism. Could Gilbert have done this last year? I don't know if he'd been given the opportunity to do this last he year. He wasn't. But if he was, I mean, if he was not, this good. We, it's impossible to say because he wasn't given the opportunity, right? We, maybe he would have. They they missed if he could have done this last year. Like, they did miss. Because it's Jordan McKay. It's, it's not. I've this briefs has been about which player would you rather have Hamilton or Gilbert, but they had both on the roster last year and they could have had both in the lineup for long stretches of time, but it was Jordan McCabe that was getting the majority of the point guard minutes. This wasn't a case of, Oh, you bench Hamilton for Gilbert. This was, you bench Jordan McCabe for Keyshawn Gilbert. And we didn't see that last year. And I wonder maybe we should have like, maybe this should have been, yeah, there's going to be some freshman growing pains or whatever, but you live with them because he's been unreal. Like I I'm genuine. Like, I thought Keyshawn Gilbert was a very good player last season. And I thought he's going to be a good UNLV basketball player for two, three, four years, however long he's here. And then in the, the, the preseason, right? It was, well, he kind of looks like their best player at practice. Like he looks really good and he's still been better than anything, better than anything I could have expected. And it's really like UNLV's 10 and 0. They've had a lot of good players, a lot of good performances. If this team is truly going to the NCAA tournament, we're going to look back and say it's because Keyshawn Gilbert was incredible. Right. It's because Keyshawn Gilbert just was awesome as a sophomore. And I I don't have any reason to think he doesn't sort of keep this up. Not the 56% from three. That's a ridiculous number. He's going to he's gonna be drafted in the NBA if he shoots 56% yes. from three the rest of the way. But, like, I have no reason to think he doesn't keep this up. Like, there'll be some bad games. They'll play some better defensive teams or whatever. But... I got no reason to think he doesn't keep this up the rest of the way. You know, we've talked about wanting to be at least on the bubble, if not in. Uh, Lenardi this week has him as an 11. Uh, they, uh, one of the last four in, right? Yes. In the play-in games? Yes. Has him as 11. I'll put it this way before we go to break here. It's going to be hard for them to not at least be on the bubble at this point. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah. have to go like... They're going to have to go 8-10. Eight eight eight, I was not, thinking 8-10. not ten. be on the bubble. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, where, how... how not bad. Well, I guess bad. How bad could they be in the Mountain West not to be in the bubble? Right. And the like, first number I thought of was eight and ten. Like if they're ten and eight, they're probably not going to get into the NCAA tournament. But if they're ten and eight in Mountain West play, we're still probably talking about it. We're still going into the last four weeks of the, or last four games saying, well, if they can pull these off, they've right. got a shot. So like they're it's going to be really hard for them to not at least be, be on, on the, the bubble, bubble 
in February. They might blow it and lose a bunch of games they shouldn't lose or something, but when we get to February, I think we're we're pretty safe at this point that this team they're on the bubble at least on, if not right. in if not in the tournament. Right. All right, coming up next, Kevin e. Martin joins the show. It's the press box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now from 8 News Now is Kevin e. Martin. Good morning, hey, Kevin. Kevin e. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. How are you? All right. Just to make sure everybody's aware, the last like three times that I've asked Kevin e. to come on the show, <laughs> she has not been able to. And every single time, it's like, oh, we're going camping or oh, we're going hiking. So, how many times have you been camping and or hiking this year? Oh my gosh, this year? You realize the year ends in like two weeks. Well, the answer so... for me is zero, Kevin. I can count to how many times <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I mean, we're. I mean, I I trail run every morning with my dog at Red Rock. Is that consider? Is that considered no, a hike? No, we won't consider no, that that's... a hike. Like, like, I mean, not like, hey, you do it every day, like a, hey, we're planning some sort of trip around camping or hiking. Um, We do it about two weekends every month, sometimes three weekends. Three weekends? (laughs) Camping or hiking? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we love it. It's our passion. Three weekends. That's why she's never on the show. I'm like, hey, you want to come on Monday? Just, no, I'm going to be Never in the show in the middle of nowhere. How do you get on television? <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, it, it, well, my weekends, technically, when I say weekends, I mean my off days. And my off days are Monday, Tuesday. So those are the days. That's my quote unquote weekends. Uh, if that makes sense. Favorite place you've been camping or hiking this year? Ooh, that's. We did Yosemite uh, again a couple weeks ago. We uh, we mixed that with Lake Tahoe again. So that was that was a good trip. Um, so th- that was fun. I liked that one. That was good. Have you gone to Zion? I'm sure you have. Yes, a couple times. Um, that's a blast. Highly recommend. Have you gone? Several times. Several times. We we went every year with our kids when they were growing up. Did the Narrows a few times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Not three weekends a year, or three <laughs> weekends a month, but I mean, I don't want to be crazy about it. What's your, what's your favorite place you've gone ever? Not just this year. Ooh, have you guys ever heard of uh, the enchantments in Washington state? Uh, isn't, in that, isn't that the thing at Las Vegas ballpark where there's a bunch of lights? <laughs> Look up um, the enchantments through hike. It's one of the hardest hikes in North America. It's about 28 miles. There's a, portion of it called Asgard Pass, and um, it's the, it's basically, per- you're basically going straight up and down. It's perpendicular to the ground. It's so steep, um, and it's crazy. Yeah, just Google the enchantments through hike, and that was probably one of the most physically draining but rewarding hike I've ever done. Um, just gorgeous. So it, it, it doesn't look real. So you, and, hike, and, you hike the length of a marathon? Yes, but it, it, when I tell you I couldn't walk for days, it was literally harder than, I mean, it was harder than Half Dome. It was harder than, I mean, you name the hike, it was the hardest hike I've ever done in my life. Did you do that one this year? I did. I did it earlier this year with my sister. Um, and crazy story, I can actually say this publicly now because she announced it, but she was, at the time, she did enchantments through three months pregnant. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And it was, oh, what was wrong oh, with you people? No. Yeah. What was wrong That's with you? how crazy Miserable. we are. 
Man, that sounds miserable. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> she, she's a beast. Like, insane. But, um, yeah, we made it through. She's right. actually due to have her baby any day now. So, <laughs> oh, Look at that. All right, here's another important question. How do you feel about this as uh, your dinner? White cheddar popcorn and a Whitman's chocolate sampler. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, you got all, I mean, you got a lot of the food groups there. There's some carbs in the popcorn. There's some fat in the cheese. Um, <laughs> the the chocolate. I mean, and and the chocolate is like a, a palate cleanser. So basically, you can have a handful of popcorn, take a piece of. I I think that's a great dinner. Who's whose dinner was that? Invite me over. Uh, this is Mike Gramala's dinner last night. <laughs> I should have guessed. Yes, I should have yes. known. Should have. I didn't yes. even need. I, um, yeah, I would rate that if we're doing that a ten a ten scale. I would go seven and a half out of ten wow. for dinner. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a uh, uh, great approval on Mike Ramallah. Yes. The, one of the easiest parts of content on our show, Kevin, is just asking Mike Ramallah what, what he, he ate recently. And we often and, get great things like that. And I, I appreciate, I mean, that I've seen what he eats. It's, <laughs> but that's actually a good meal for him. That's impressive. Yes, that, there's a lot of, because he usually doesn't do, he likes bland. He doesn't do spices. He, you, as you know, yes. so I'm surprised he even likes cheese popcorn me too uh it's an upgrade from his uh box of cheez-its for dinner that he had one time and shared with us um and oh (laughs) oh but the important part he's very mad because the whitman sampler has changed and his favorite types of chocolates in there are no longer in there what were his favorites uh oh he sent us a whole tweet about this to break it down it's very important uh molasses chew uh, was his favorite. Ew. He liked to. He liked to. He liked to truffle everyone now and then. Truffle, nougat, and chocolate whip. Those yeah. are the four. He's sad or gone. Oh, those are like the four worst. <laughs> <laughs> are you in charge of changing the boxes? Are you who Mike Ramallah is going to come for? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I mean, I, I I tell people I'm hiking and camping, but really I'm just flying to my other job at Whitman Chocolates right. and changing the sampler platter. Have you? Sampled any of Grillin McMillan's food? Yes, he is a boss. Yeah, he is the boss. <laughs> he is the boss with food, isn't he? Yeah, I yeah, he can kill it on the grill. He's a beast. Have you? Uh, we have. He uh, the old show. He used to come in. Uh, Mark McMillan used to come in once a week, and he would he would bring in uh, a lot of food each week. It was great. He he oh, he's he amazing. It weekly for you guys? Used to not anymore. Used to not yeah. anymore. No, not anymore. Wow, I think I've gotten a Mark McMillan grill segment once. He needs to step up his game. He was yeah. doing it weekly. <laughs> you got to tell him that. Uh, Ed, honestly, I'm surprised you you know his name based on Cassie's uncle. I don't know him. He's the tri-tip yeah, yeah. guy. So, Kevin, Cassie Soto has an uncle that apparently makes really good tri-tip. Beautiful and, tri-tip. And Ed met the guy, ate his tri-tip <laughs> once. And he has no idea what his no. name is. He's just Uncle Tri-tip. <laughs> I barely know my wife's cell phone number. Why would I know the Uncle Cassie's tri-tip guy? Okay, another important question, Kevin. Uh, how many people's phone numbers do you have memorized? Um, geez, not many. I would say my own. <laughs> um, my parents. 
And that's two of my three two of my three siblings. My oh. one sibling constantly changes his cell phone number, so I can't keep up. Yeah, he doesn't count. And, and that's it. And I, I think, and a couple, a couple friends. Oh, see, that's it. Yeah, I would say five, maybe that's six. A, all right, I think that's, that's bad. That's, I know. That's a pretty no. It's this pretty no, normal number. Boy, I mean, you should have heard us early. We don't know anybody. Yeah, I ju- I just learned my fiance just got it committed to memory. My fiance's number this year, and we've been dating for eleven years. <laughs> I so. said the only reason I know my wife is I get that uh, I get that money off at the Smiths. Yeah, you got to punch in. I got to punch in the, the number, the phone number. If, I mean, that if I wasn't true. getting a discount, then I don't know if I know that one. Uh, can you answer this question? Why do you have a sibling that's constantly changing their phone number? That sounds kind of shady. I know that is. Honestly, that does sound shady. Um, he's a police officer too, so I don't know what he's doing. No, um, they kept ch- <laughs> they changed from Verizon to AT and T back, and then they realized that back to Verizon. And every time he got a new number, um, so I have like his name's Torrin. He's my brother, so I have like Torrin old number. Torrin, use this one. Torrin, this use, one is out of service now. Like it's so bizarre. I should just delete obviously the ones that don't work, but that's what his contacts look like uh, in um, my phone. <laughs> I did plan to ask you some Raiders questions until we got uh, carried away, so I'll ask you this to let you go. Uh, what hilarious way do they lose this week? Oh wow! I mean, we've seen it all. Uh, Gotta be. You can also say they'll win. You can. You yeah, can you say, say they they're win gonna the win. Game. That would be even more hilarious. Yeah, Raiders, <laughs> Raiders over Patriots. <laughs> there you go. That's my answer. All right, Raiders win this week. <laughs> she is Kevin e. Martin from Eight News Now. Uh, lucky we are lucky to talk to her because she is not, She's not camping hiking today. Or camping. Uh, Kevin, e., we appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. E. Thanks, guys. Hiking and camping Bye. three times a month. What is going on? Got to get it done. She's got Mondays and Tuesdays off. Nothing happens on Monday and Tuesday. I don't know what's more impressive, her doing it two to three times a month or the fact that she did a hike that's over a marathon long. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Through mountains, uh, too. Up and down mountains. mountains. Yeah, yeah. Up and down mountains. Not like, hey, I'm walking. sounds miserable. No. I I haven't hiked that far in my life. No. Period. I'm sure I have. I went on a lot of hikes as a kid. Did you? I grew up around the woods, so I was constantly just walking trails in the woods and <laughs> playing around in the trails. And what? then we would always drive to uh, uh, the Appalachian Mountains because they were only like an hour from us. Where Bigfoot lives. Yeah. Did you see Bigfoot? I saw people with big feet. Okay. We've got <laughs> tickets to give away. Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert. Got tickets to go see them. They're playing together, not separately. If you want to go see Five Finger Death Punch, and Brantley Gilbert. Call in now. Be caller number eight at 702-364-1100. They are playing this weekend on Saturday at Michelob Ultra Arena. 702-364-1100. Caller number eight. Winning tickets to go see Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert. Tyler is gone. He's on his way to Parkway Tavern at the district to be there at 11 a.m. France, Morocco. Go say hi to Tyler. Take a picture. Do what you got to do. Uh, talk to you during the break about the birthday. Yes. Um, You've already had the cake. Special story for me because the family uh, loves me so much. Um, I forget. They might have done it as a joke, but the wife uh, swore it wasn't. It was a misstep at the uh, bakery. Happy birthday, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a joke because the kids thought it was funny, but she swore it was no, it was no joke. That would have been pretty good if it was a joke. I mean, if it was on the bakery, then... 
That's a that's a big mess up on their part. Do you remember your fr- your favorite birthday? Yes. Well, like what you got, like when you were a kid. Uh, it wasn't necessarily something I got. It was something I got to go do. Um, my 18th birthday, my uncle. 18th. Yeah, my uncle, who is also a big Cowboys fan, got me tickets to the Cowboys Giants game. It was the last game in the old Cowboys Stadium. Okay. And we had tickets. All I had to do was get my airfare to Texas, and then he covered hotel and the ticket. We we got to Texas. He realized he left the tickets in his apartment back in California, so we had to go up to uh, Will Call and talk to them and get a new printout of our tickets. The people there messed up, and they gave us field seats instead of we were supposed to be in, like, the middle section of the stadium. So we got to, like, take the elevator down downstairs, go down the ramp, go onto the field and everything. And then This is at, old Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, this is the last last game in the old Cowboys really? Stadium. Yep. You were there for that. Yeah, it's it was nice. awesome. Do you remember, have you seen, you might have seen the uh, old-time Mattel little football games? Yeah. Up and down, up and down the little dots. Mm-hmm. Got one of those for my 10th birthday. I still remember. Best birthday ever. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was pretty good. It's a good birthday. Uh, want to get to this really quick because I think it's hilarious. Uh, Sean Miller, now the Xavier coach, will not face any sanctions in the Arizona infractions case that was adjudicated by the independent accountability resolution process, whatever that means. Uh, he had been charged with uh, five level one violations from incidents that took place during his tenure in Arizona. Level one charge that he did not demonstrate that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance and monitored his staff within the basketball program. Uh, I'm not surprised at this at all. These guys, these head coaches get away book richardson the former assistant coach he pled guilty to charges he accepted twenty thousand to steer players towards to people the fbi called corrupt financial advisors he spent time in jail was uh uh i'm trying to see here how how long he spent but are you surprised when these head coaches don't get don't see any any infractions anytime um i am but also at the same time i'm not like i am surprised because he's supposed to be you know the leader and build up all these young men going from high school to like coming of age type of deal. So they're supposed to set the right example. And when you do something like this and there's absolutely no penalties, just the very minor ones that they came out with today. And then whatever the school self-imposed, like there should be something bigger. Investigation lingered for the last four years after a federal wiretap captured Christian Dawkins telling financial advisor Moonshi Sue that Miller was allegedly behind the series of five-figure payments to DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick in the 2018 NBA draft, whose controversial recruitment helped fuel headlines led to Miller's descent in Arizona. Miller has consistently denied paying players. So there you go. He gets nothing. Um, thanked his wife. Thanked the uh, president. Thanked the AD. Excited to move forward like to thank my wife and entire family. Sean Miller gets nothing. No. All right, what's the, what's the plans? Here you go. You're going to work through the rest of the day? Oh, yeah. After this, uh, do a little bit of writing. Uh, do my prep work for JT show over on Red Nation Radio. Oh, right, you're doing JT show today. Yep. And then uh, right after that, I go straight from there down to the Orleans for the uh, UNLV uh, Kevin Kruger show. radio show. Do you have a bet on France, Morocco? I do not have a bet, but if I did, I would be taking France. Why is that? 
I just think they're the stronger, more complete team. I think Morocco's luck is going to run out. All right, there he is. Tyler's on his way. Get down and see him. Parkway Tavern at the District, 11 a.m., France, Morocco. He'll bring you through that whole game. No one knows soccer like him. Bye.